Hey, I hope that you're enjoying uh, the Christmas service so far. And I hope that it is an encouragement to you about how much God really cares about us and how much he, he loves us. I want to encourage especially those of you who are facing problems that you can't seem to solve and situations you can't seem to fix. And I want us all to be able to take those things and hand them over to God. Because we, as we look at the Christmas story, we find in the Christmas story some lessons in regards to how God works. And when we can figure out how God works, it gives us hope for the situations that we're facing today. So let's look at the Christmas story, how God works in unexpected ways and how God does things in a way that we wouldn't typically do things and see some of the lessons that we can pick up. It says in Luke chapter two, verses one through seven, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Bethlehem in the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to their firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available to them. Now, when we look at the Christmas story, one of the things that stands out quickly in regards to how God works is that we're never going to be able to figure out how God is going to work something out. We step back and we go, if I was God, I would do it this way. Listen, we're never going to be able to figure out how God is going to work something out. But what we do know, and Romans chapter 8 talks about this, is that God works everything for the good, all things for the good, not necessarily for my good, but for the collective good. And what we can also learn from the text of Scripture and, and see in this story in particular, that if God was small enough to be understood, he wouldn't be big enough for us to worship him. And you can think about it from this context. You're looking at a screen today, and when you look at a screen, basically your life would be comparative to a pixel on that screen. And we get to see a very, very narrow picture. We have limited information, we have limited time, and we have limited understanding. We have pretty much a pixel in the story of all of humanity. And God sees the, the whole. And so when we look at things, we, we have our plans, and God has his. But what we can notice, and again, in this story, is that God's plans are always bigger and they're always better. Caesar, in this whole story, he makes this proclamation and they have to, they have to march to his order. They literally have to, to go to the town of Bethlehem, make their way 80 miles to the town of Bethlehem, a difficult journey. And so you think, from a human standpoint, that Caesar is initiating all this. But the fact of the matter is, is that God initiated all this. We have our plans but God has his plans, and his plans are bigger and always better. Because God is the one who actually put this whole thing in motion. When you go into the, the prophets, especially the book of Micah, you can see that it was prophesied that Jesus would be born in the town of Bethlehem. Although Bethlehem was a small town, it was David's town. And so the prophet Micah had told us hundreds of years prior to where Jesus would be born, and Caesar was just a part of this story. Listen, you and I are a part of a greater narrative. Mary had her plans. Joseph had his plans. Caesar had his plans. But God had his plans. 
Well, what do you do when your plans come in contact or conflict with God's plan? You yield to his plan because his plan is always bigger and his plan is always better than our plan. Another thing we can learn about how God works is that what God is doing in our lives isn't about us. It's about a bigger narrative. It didn't begin with us and it won't end with us. Your legacy will continue on long after you have passed. God's prophetic clock had already been ticking and that's what makes the Bible such a unique book compared to any other holy book that's out there. The prophets had talked about Jesus being born. The clock was ticking before Mary was visited by the angel and before Joseph had his dream. The prophets would talk about it back in Micah. The prophets would talk about it in Isaiah. The Lord himself, it says in the book of Isaiah, will give you a sign that the virgin will conceive. Now imagine that a virgin birth was talked about hundreds of years prior to Mary being visited by the angel. And then it says that you'll give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so just because something starts in us doesn't mean that it started with us. We go into the text of scripture and we see Mary and Joseph being these unlikely candidates that God would use. And it gives us another point on how God works. Sometimes we enlist into the plans of God and sometimes we get drafted. These two got caught completely out of the blue. I mean, they didn't have any idea that God was going to use them in the way that he would use them. Sometimes we enlist and sometimes we get drafted. Mary, when she heard about what God was going to do with her life, like she was greatly troubled. Sometimes the plans of God can greatly trouble us because they put us in conflict with some things here on earth that are troubling. Mary and Joseph aren't the only ones that ever had trouble with God's plans for their life. Listen, God has the right to draft you and me into his service. We may not like what we're going through, when we're going through it, but rest assured God's going to use it. He's going to make it count. Your life matters more than you think. You're a bigger influence than you think. Enjoy the time that you have today with your family. Make the most of it. Get all the joy that you can out of it. Speak those words that are meaningful and true. Represent Jesus well to your friends and your family. And enjoy and embrace your part in God's story. We have our plans. God has his. And his plans are always bigger and better. Like Romans 8 says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. God loves you. We love you, and we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas.